Welcome to the Dietitian Dad Podcast. I am Michael Murphy, father of three, registered dietitian, and your dad when it comes to weight loss, nutrition, and health. No quick fixes or easy answers here, just evidence-based advice to help you permanently change your life. Hello there, and welcome to a very special episode of this podcast. This podcast is going to be all about weight loss surgery. So if you are thinking of having weight loss surgery, or you have had weight loss surgery, this and the following episodes after it are definitely must listen for you. I am going to dive deep into every aspect of not only the program that I teach along with my surgical practice, but also a little bit more detail in what you might expect from other surgical practices. If you are listening to this podcast from other parts of the country, I am broadcasting here out of Arizona. So if you happen to be in Arizona and you are looking for weight loss surgery, um, you may want to look up the company I work for, which is the Weight Loss Institute of Arizona. However, if you're listening again from another surgical practice, you have your own surgeon, possibly your own dietitian, and I do want you to listen to their instructions first over what I'm going to tell you because not all programs are the same. Okay, first, I want, I want you to know how proud I am of you that you pursued weight loss surgery. I have worked in the industry for 15 years. I do know how big of a decision this is and how hard of a decision this is. So the fact that you're even listening to this, interested in the surgery, great job. It's an amazing surgery. Not enough people get it who need it. Um, if you are that one of those people that have seen somebody lose their weight with it, that sometimes inspires many of my patients to pursue it themselves. Sometimes you have to see somebody go through it first, maybe a family member, a loved one, what have you. Look into it and you hadn't thought about it, Great. I'm glad your doctor's on board. When we have a doctor who likes to refer patients to us, we consider that a big compliment. And finally, you might have just come to the conclusion you're on your own and, and you've heard about weight loss surgery and, and uh, this is something you are looking into on your own accord. Um, many of my patients see their future and see some people who are related to them in their future who don't do so well with their health and they want to proactively make sure that that does not happen to them. Regardless of your decision, again, thank you for choosing to have weight loss surgery. What I want to let you know is I know it's not easy. It's going to be a very difficult road. It's going to be just as hard as if you don't lose surgery. It's going to be just as hard as if you are trying to lose weight on your own. The one thing that this surgery will do for you is cut down your appetite, allowing you to eat less food at one time. So when a person tells you that, you should just try to lose it on your own they don't really know the whole story. We can get into that a little bit later. Lifetime, there are only a few major decisions you're going to make. Um, schooling, marriage, kids, uh, things like that. This is probably the one of the biggest decisions you're going to make only for yourself. And I want you to know that because a lot of times my patients don't realize that they're making this decision to prolong their lives. Well, not only prolong their lives, but make their lives better. And that's a decision you're making for yourself. So when other people have their opinions, in my opinion, <laughs> they really don't matter much, do they? And if you're having this surgery or you had it, you must know that. So let me walk you through a little bit of the preparation process here. 
And what I'm going to start talking about is some of the things that you want either to answer or or maybe you've already had the answer to it. The first question is, why are you choosing weight loss surgery? You know, why aren't you trying to lose weight again on your own? You know, why are you going to what we call a drastic measure to lose the weight, an actual surgery? That's the question you have to ask yourself here. Hopefully you have the answer, um, but make sure you do know why. Truly why you're doing this. Obvious answers would be to, to improve your health, of course, but there may be some deeper reasons why you're going to do this surgery or you've had the surgery, and I want you to really dive deep into why you're doing it and write it down. The next question is, which surgery should you choose? When you, when you have the options of a few different weight loss surgeries, you have to pick one, and your surgeon should help you pick that. Um, I know that where I work, we often allow the patient to choose the surgery, and we kind of guide them along the way. And over the past five or six years, what we found is that most of our patients end up picking the vertical sleeve gastrectomy over a surgery such as a gastric bypass, a duodenal switch, or a lap band. I found working with over 1,000 uh, gastric sleeve patients is it really truly is the best option in my opinion. It gives you the best of both worlds. You are going to be able to have a surgery that takes under an hour where you can be home the same day, back to work in a week, but still allows that stomach to become smaller without the repercussions of mostly vomiting or getting food stuck and bringing it up. If you have a, a lap band surgery and possibly even a gastric bypass, you're more likely to get food quote unquote stuck and bring it back up. So this sleeve allows the patient to, yes, you have to eat slowly, but for the most part, the food's going to go down through. Some would argue that there is a little bit increased risk of gastric reflux or GERD um, with this sleeve. I can't say that's not true, but I have seen personally most patients not have much reflux after their gastric sleeve, but there still is a slight chance that could increase. The lap band surgery, it's still a viable option for someone who doesn't want to go as deep as uh, cutting, uh, stapling cutting procedures such as a, a sleeve or a bypass. So the band is still an option, and we don't do as many of them where I work, but if a person is trying to lose maybe around 40 to 60 pounds, doesn't have a lot of health issues, and feels like they just need a little bit of help, the lap band might be for them. If that's you, you just have to know that if you choose a lap band, it's not likely going to be in your body for the rest of your life. You're going to probably have it removed eventually. So if you just sign that contract, just say, yes, I acknowledge my band may have to come out in a certain amount of time, anywhere from two years to 20 years, and you're comfortable with that, then you can get that lap band surgery and and do really, really well with it. And if it comes out of you, then hopefully you just keep your weight off. Um, the gastric bypass is still a very popular surgery. We don't do as many of them at my clinic. However, it is effective. Um, it comes with a price though, more complication rates, longer hospital stay, um, still the chance you can gain your weight back over time. So again, it comes back to the sleeve for most of my patients. There are certain issues where a person could not have the sleeve if they have Barrett's esophagus, for instance, but mostly if you're looking to lose anywhere from 60, 70 pounds to over 200 pounds, you, you can do that with the sleeve. And my patients are testament to that. Okay, the next decision is choosing your, your surgeon, choosing your weight loss surgery practice. 
Um, finding a place that you can go to where you actually feel comfortable when you walk in. You have people who welcome you, not only the front office staff, but the health professionals that you meet with, the surgeon, of course. Um, there's so many different types of surgeons out there, so many different types of personalities. You definitely want a technical surgeon doing this for you, somebody who's done many of them and with minimal complications and is really good at the actual surgery. If the, do if the surgeon doesn't have the best bedside manner, that may be important to you, but I don't think it's as important as the fact that they can do what they need to do in the operating room. For most of my patients, they're going to meet with me way more than they're going to meet with the surgeon after surgery. So if they're comfortable with the dietitian or maybe the nurse or the, or the staff that they're going to see after the surgery, then maybe you can let go of some of the, some of the um, surgeons. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Maybe it's faults if you want to count them in terms of bedside manner. Or maybe you click with your surgeon and you love everybody at your clinic. That's great. If that's the case. We hope that's the case with our clinic, but it's not always the case. If you want to dive a little bit further, you can obviously look up reviews. You can look up um, you know, what that practice offers for support after the surgery. You can find out if they've had any um, major complication rates that are too high. We are a center of excellence. That's a, that's a distinguished really is hard to earn and if you go to a place that has that center of excellence moniker next to it that's a good indication they have minimal complication rates as well you want your surgeon to be on call and accessible 24 hours a day and um, just in case there is something you need answered right away and of course you can look into that online support you know what does their instagram page look like how do, what kind of support that do they offer via facebook or other avenues do they do support groups every month these are the types of things that you want to look at okay so those are the main things you want to think about in the beginning one other very important component that i want to talk about here is you really want to make sure the people in your life well those that really matter to you that they understand your decision and you talk to them about this i get it you don't want to tell your coworkers. that's fine maybe even some friends but you're going to tell somebody and those people need to be completely supportive of your decision. If they're not, well, that's another bridge you have to cross. But there needs to be that open line of communication so that everybody understands what you're about to do and how your life is going to change and how their lives are going to change, especially if they live in the same house as you. Um, many times in a marriage, a partner um, sometimes can find themselves or they can sometimes find you changing and it's hard for them to understand that change you're going through. I had a patient a couple of years ago that actually told nobody in his family that he was doing the surgery. He let us know that because he didn't want us to tell anybody. And I'm talking not even his spouse. And it didn't end well. It went pretty badly for him because he had to obviously tell some lies as to where he was going for his surgery. And his spouse ended up tracking him down not sure how, but she came to his actual surgery and it didn't go very well after that. So needless to say, it, it's not going to end well if you don't tell people that you're doing the surgery that need to know. I won't go too much into detail about that patient's story, but just know that keeping it a secret from relatives and, and coworkers, of course, completely understandable. 
but everybody in your house has to be on board because there's gonna be a lot of changes. Okay, so let's talk about what to expect at your first appointment. If you haven't come in for your first appointment, let me go over that really quick. Now, again, this might be different for every clinic, but for us, it's about a two hour appointment and you're going to basically get a full run through of all your goals, everything that we have to do to get you set up for surgery. You're gonna meet pretty much every staff member at that appointment. And that's important because you do want to meet us. We want to get to know you. We have to learn your health history. I know that I will come in and see you and ask you questions about what brought you to us, you know, why you chose to have the surgery, which as we talked earlier, you should know the answer. And that way I can help you because every single patient I see has a different journey. I don't help everybody the same way. So Knowing you a little bit more personal, personally, knowing what your home life is like, who you live with, what your job is, these go a long way into to making me help you even better. So we'll review your health history. The doctor has to know, you know, you're coming in with major health issues, tons of, you know, with tons of uh, medications. And, um, you know, so that's obvious. Every, every doctor will do that. Um, we will also want to look at your insurance because of course most insurance companies cover weight loss surgery and they just have different stipulations so we have to know how long they're going to make you wait for surgery some make you wait up to six months others allow you to have it much quicker so that's going to also be a big issue if your bmi happens to be above 55 at our clinic we do have you lose some weight before the surgery just to make that surgery a little bit safer so if you do have a BMI over 55, expect to be told that you're going to be put on some type of weight loss program before your actual weight loss surgery. Then you're going to be assigned a bunch of goals. You know, we, uh, we, we cover everything, your whole physical from head to toe before your surgery, from a chest x-ray to a psych evaluation to an ultrasound of your liver and your gallbladder, um, well women's exam for female patients, um, sleep studies. You, you also need to be cleared by your primary care physician and sometimes as well by your cardiologist. And there's even a few more. So we do cover our patients head to toe there before the surgery. And we have found some health issues that patients did not even know that they had. And the final thing I want to talk about on this podcast, there will be more information on later podcasts. But for this podcast, I want to talk a little bit more about your diet and exercise goals prior to your surgery. This is really, really critical for you. So if you are the same person going into the surgery, or I should say waking up from the surgery, that you were the first appointment with us, then either I failed you or you failed to work on yourself. And that's where those changes are really important to be made before the surgery. So you can mess up, make more mistakes without as much repercussion. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're not exercising whatsoever, of course, we need to start getting you moving. And many of my patients, they can't move well. They're heavier. They have health issues related to their weight. But you know what? In 90% of the cases, they can do something and they just aren't making that effort to do that. Whether they, they probably just don't even realize they can do it. So we're going to look at that a little bit closer and get you moving something in your body that raises your heart rate that you focus on every day. So that's important. That's, that's crucial. Because after the surgery, when you, when you lose 20, 30, 40 pounds, and then, of course, 100 or more pounds, like many of my patients, a lot of them run marathons, a lot of them lift heavy weights, hike mountains. You, you know, the sky's the limit 
for what your body is going to do, but you are definitely going to do a lot more than you can do the first day you walk, walk in. You're going to mimic your dietary habits like you've had the surgery with the one exception in that you are going to eat fairly normal portions before the surgery and then after surgery you're going to eat about one half cup of food. So that's the biggest difference. But it would not hurt you to take out a half cup measurement and when you sit down for your one of your favorite dinners that you eat at least once a week for you to put the food in that half cup measurement and really truly eyeball that and see how much food that's going to be for you. That is a good habit to do because after surgery, I'm going to want you to be pre-measuring your foods to stay at one half cup. You may want to try some new protein shakes on the market, maybe something you haven't tried in a while. Protein shakes are going to be needed right around the surgery and you might even like them enough to have them long term. You really, really need to address that relationship you have with food more than you have ever done in your entire life. That may not be easy to do. You may not know where to start. In future podcasts, I'm going to go into that in more detail. There are psychologists and therapists and, and health um, experts on weight loss that can help you with that. But let's say you don't have access to those people. Just sit down and journal and talk about how you feel about food. Why do you eat what you eat? Why do you skip meals? Why do you love sugar if you do? Why do you love salt if you do? So much you can do. And that will really open your eyes up to your relationship with food. You always want to eat your protein first. That's crucial as well. No matter if you're eating sweets, fruit, vegetables, doesn't matter to me. Protein goes down first every single time you eat without fail. That's really, really important that you do that. You also want to find some new recipes. We have a Pinterest page that we use in our practice, and Pinterest has tons of great recipes. Get those in a folder or a binder and start making new things. It's going to really help you after the surgery. And also know that you're going to be on a pre-op diet for two weeks before your surgery of mostly protein shakes. And the vitamins are going to be crucial as well. And we'll talk about that in another episode of this podcast. So I hope you enjoyed that. That gave you a nice intro to the weight loss surgery world. Tune into the next podcast and we'll dive deeper into what you're going to be doing after your surgery and beyond. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at dietitian underscore dad while you wait for the next episode to drop. And remember, permanent changes lead to permanent results.